So I got a bit of a weird show for this week, but I'll tell you how I got to this, how I got to this thought. So last week we watched Gilligan's Island, the pilot, and one of the things we were talking about is how it was kind of uh, of the era, you know, like there's so much silliness to Gilligan's Island. You know, the whole premise is kind of weird anyway, that the SS Minnow got blown literally 400 miles <laughs> off course and they never could be found again. And then the Howells have tons and tons of luggage and the professor's making coconut radios and, you know, just so much stuff that, that we were talking a bit about how, like, how would you make Gilligan's Island today? And it doesn't seem like there's a good way because if you made it really serious, it would just be like lost or something. It wouldn't be fun anymore. But if you made it really silly, I don't know if that would be, you know, as palatable. Certainly wouldn't be like the huge hit that it was back in the day. So it's like, hey, how do you do this? And that made me think of this show, The Mighty Boosh. It's this British show that I've kind of considered bringing up before because I always liked it. But it's just a really weird show. It's very, a little hard to discuss because it's like artsy and strange. And it's like, it's a comedy, but it's not ha-ha funny. It's like, uh, the whole show kind of reminds me of like, you know, when you have a dream and then you're trying to remember what happened in the dream and it's all very hard to determine. That's what this whole show feels like. It's like a, a weird dream. So as far as like, I don't know how well this will go as an episode of the podcast because I'm not sure what there is to say about this show because it's so weird, but it is just a good show. I just do like it. And in specific, there's an episode called The Nightmare of Milky Joe where these two guys, each you know episode, they get in some weird, bizarre adventure. And in this particular episode, they're stranded on a deserted island and a bunch of weird stuff happens. And I was thinking, like, maybe this is the best way to do a modern-day Gilligan's Island, is just make it just postmodern and meta and bizarre, you know? <laughs> like, it might be nowadays, maybe this is the best way you can do this, is, like, don't try to pretend it's real. Just be, be silly, but not the way Gilligan's Island is silly. You got to be silly the way modern-day shows are silly, where they're kind of too smart for their own good. <laughs> yeah. Know? See, Gilligan's Island has, a, has a, an innocence about it, that, which makes it acceptable. And that's just what it is. It's, it's, a, it's an innocence from a time, um, you know, in the 60s were, I mean, there was a lot of hell going on in the world in those days. But people were more susceptible to just accepting that kind of humor and enjoying it. You just enjoyed it. That's all. Right. And, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know that comparing this show, The Mighty Boosh, to uh, Gilligan's Island necessarily makes that much sense. <laughs> Maybe I'm stretching a bit because it really is only this one episode that's about being on an island. But it's just the only thing I could think of that's like a modern day version that to me it works. It's, but it's not, it's not famous like Gilligan's Island. I don't know how famous this show was in England. I'm sure way more famous than it was here in North America. But I still I get the feeling it was kind of a, a mid-level show. You know, there's just like a lot of these, these BBC shows that, uh, well, this kind of followed the same pattern as a lot of the British shows that we watched where these two guys, let me show you them first off, because the first time I brought this up was because we were watching Mrs. Brown's Boys, and I was saying how this guy, Noel Fielding, just his face shape is the same as the daughter. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and I told you he's on one of those baking shows. He's a host on some great, well, then, the great, greatest British baking show, or I think it is. Well, then the, then the other guy, Julian Barrett, I thought this was the guy you said you saw, or is it not him? Oh, no, no, it's, it's the, the fellow with the dark hair. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was on The Greatest British Baking Show. So you haven't seen this Julian Barrett guy? Because he's in no. a lot of things, too. Thanks. 
uh, might have, but don't, no, don't, uh, can't place them. So yeah, they, they pop up all over the place in British, British TV, you know, that sort of thing that's also like, there's a level of uh, British celebrity that is just different than what we have, even, especially in America, but even in Canada, like, we don't really have people, like, either you got to be all the way famous, you know, you're like Justin Bieber or Avril Lavigne, or you're not famous. There's not a lot of middle ground necessarily, where it feels like in England, there's a lot of middle level celebrities. So anyway, these two guys, they met in the late 90s, and they just thought each other were funny doing stand up and stuff. So they developed a, a little two man show that then became a radio show, which again, that's happened so many times with so many of these things that we've watched where they start as radio, and then they get a TV show. So then they got this TV show, ran for three seasons, they did a bunch of these really weird episodes. And like I said, it's, it's not so weird that you can't follow it but, it, but I do feel like a dream is the best way to describe it. It's a very unusual show, and I can see why someone might not like it, because again, it's not like, ha-ha, funny. I don't know if I ever really laughed out loud at this show. It's just like, got a, an amusing vibe, <laughs> I guess. And they wear little costumes and play weird characters and sing songs and do weird <laughs> shit. And yet in this particular episode, they're trapped on an island. So, uh, oh, and the Mighty Boosh, because I never knew this either. I was like, what is that name all about? Apparently it's one of the guys, his brother, when they were growing up, had just big hair. And that's how it was always described in the neighborhood, is Mighty Boosh of hair. <laughs> so they called their show the Mighty Boosh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess let's just watch it. Yeah, the Nightmare of Milky Joe. Yeah, let's watch it and see... Yeah, and that was, again, like, again... See how it compares. Yeah, it might be a little weird to try to tie this into Gilligan's Island. I don't know that that's the logical, necessarily, way to look at this. But uh, it's just, yeah, it's just what came to mind. And like I said, this has kind of been hovering in the back of my mind for a while. The basic thing, too, again, not, not that it really matters, because this show is just so weird anyway, but it's just basically that Noel Fielding, the guy you know, he's, uh, he's kind of just this sort of... Uh, Maybe not dim-witted, just very easygoing. All he really cares about is fashion and looking good. <laughs> and the other guy is like the very serious, I listen to jazz music and I have philosophical ideas. And that's it. That's just like their classic two-man, you know, the straight man and the other guy. And in, in the early episodes, they were, uh, they worked at a zoo. I think that was just a carryover from the radio show. But uh, the relevance of them working at a zoo was so little <laughs> that I think after season one, they were like, never mind, never mind the zoo stuff. See, so yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this, so I don't remember how they get shipwrecked or what, but I guess we'll find out. Come with us now on a journey through time and space. To the world of the See, I'd say for me, because I haven't seen that show in about 10 years, I mean, I think it holds up pretty good. It's, it's just, a, it's just a, a weird show, right? Cute little thing. It's, yeah. it's a, very bizarre. <laughs> Cute. And, and I guess they kind of, 
kind of made it make sense at the end of just like, oh, you drank rancid coconut milk. It made you crazy. But, but I mean, it wouldn't have made sense anyway, even regardless of that. But I like how it kept building up of like, first they're stranded, then they start building these little, little shacks and stuff. And then, uh, well, Vince's clothes, his clothes are amazing. Just he's like awesome. But then they start making the people, you know, Milky Joe. <laughs> the and girls stuff. first. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then, then when it ends up at the court at the end. Yeah, well, then, <laughs> then yeah, like, it gets to the point where the coconut people are moving on their own and, and speaking. <laughs> yeah, like, it just, the Nightmare of Milky Joe is a good name for it, because it does, it never feels, like, serious, like, an actual bad thing, but it does keep escalating of just, like, but, yeah, you can see why I described it like a dream, because, like, I remembered the island, I remembered Milky Joe. I didn't really remember, like, the details, but you can see why. You know, like, and there's like 30 episodes of this, and they're all like that. They're all just... And they closed it off really well <laughs> yeah. by having them hallucinating on the island. That... <laughs> and it is one of those things, too, like, uh, you know, they're still, they still do stuff. Once in a while, they do like a special or a live show, and they've said, uh, you know, very little Mighty Boosh last decade. Let's try to do more this decade, because this was mostly the 2000s. And it is one of those things that uh, now that it's been a while, I do kind of miss this show. It would be nice if they did some more or whatever, because it's certainly, like, unique. Like, there's nothing else that really hits this tone of, like, it's, it's just silly, <laughs> you know? It's just creative and silly. That's, I guess, what it kind of reminds me of. Uh, maybe this sounds insulting a little, but it reminds me of, like, if you were in kindergarten and you're just making things or doing finger painting <laughs> or whatever, but this is the grown-up version of that made into a TV show. Because even, like, I was saying how with the island, like, it's so neat that they obviously have a pretty low budget, but the way they film stuff looks cool. Like, that island just looks cool. And the, the moon, the moon shows up all the time, but where it's just, just the but dude's the sun, face. They kept, even the sun, they kept showing it with different colors. Yeah. At one point, it looked like Saturn or something in the background. Yeah, like, the style of it is is what makes it so cool. Like it, and, and cute little things, like when the, the ship is out in the ocean, they're trying to flag it in, and it turns out it's just a little toy toy boat floating on the water, and he picks it up, and it's only as big as his hand. Yeah, well, that's what's weird, too, is those absurdist jokes, there's really no limit. Like, there's not a point where they'll stop, because they did that one, and it's like, oh, that's pretty funny, the forced perspective of the boat just being tiny. But then... They do that old Looney Tunes gag of like, oh, there's no food around here. And then the one guy sees the other guy, but he looks like a full English breakfast on his face. But then they reveal that's an actual guy who's just like, hey, we, we should eat that guy. His face is made of eggs and ham. And that guy's like, oh, I'm getting out of here. And just runs away. <laughs> like, that's 100% stupid. That's so stupid. But I kind of respect that about this show. Like, it just, it's like, yeah, just do it. Who cares if it's stupid? <laughs> But at the end, when they finish off and they've been hallucinating, it makes all makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I guess yeah, you know, they took a boat to America instead of, and they got yeah. It makes just enough. It's on the vaguest edge of making some kind of sense. Yeah, which I guess puts it sort of a step beyond, you know, like uh, I don't know. You ever see like Eraserhead, like these old David Lynch movies that just literally make no sense? They really yeah. are like a dream. Yeah. So I guess this is not that far. This one at least does make sense, but but all the details are just so strange. <laughs> and I guess that's what's neat about it too is it does feel like not just anybody could make this show. It's clearly these two guys sitting around. Like what should what should happen next? And nobody but them would come up with whatever weird thing happens next. Yeah, cute. I I enjoyed that. All right, so I do have another episode, and uh, we might not 
we might not come back in for more commentary because I feel like we've, you know, I think I think we've pretty much that said what there is to say about the Mighty Boosh. That's sort of what what there is. But I forgot to mention. So that one, Nightmare Milky Joe, that was season two, episode six. Geez, did I say 30 episodes? I think there was only six episodes per season. So there's only 18 episodes of this show. But uh, the other episode I'm going to play is season one, episode four, The Tundra. So in this one, they're still zoo people. But uh, the, the reason I picked this one is they always do a little song. Like that episode had the isolation song, pretty catchy. But this has my favorite song of the whole series. It's... Uh, Ice flow, nowhere to go, lost in the blinding whiteness of the tundra. Check them out, and they do a little dance. I'm little Johnny Frostbite, running around, freezing you up and freezing you down. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just dumb, but it's awesome. So, the tundra. And yeah, we probably won't stop in after this, so that'll be the end of the episode. We'll just fade out with, well, actually, I'll just play that song. I'll play that song for the podcast to end, because it's, it's so good. But if you ever just look up, even if you're not super familiar with this show, maybe a good way to try it out is just on youtube there's a playlist of all the songs and the songs are just delightful so if you like the songs watch the show and then you get to hear the songs you know never take the tundra lightly it can drive a man insane you know what it is about this place and get to a man not really have a look through here what do you see nothing exactly it's the nothingness the whiteness the endlessness stretching on beyond the human imagination. Desolation of the soul. Point in song format. Yeah, well, maybe you'll take this place a little bit more seriously now.